I don't really care about lead-ins for this one. You want to just get after it? Ladies and gentlemen, presenting the newest comic duo, Davis, a dabbler in many disciplines with a voice that can soothe and persuade. Mike, a fanatical specialist with a mouth like a bullhorn, fueled by strong opinions and a compulsion to share them with microphones and comics in hand. They are Jacks of Trades. Hey everybody, I'm Mike. And I'm Davis. Can I get Damn. some oomph? What? Can I get some oomph, please? And I'm Davis. Do you actually want to be here? I do want to be here. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, I, I want to be here. Let's physically. try this again. And and show me you want to be here, Davis. Hey everybody, I'm Mike. And I'm Davis. Too much. Too much. Too much. Too much. We're gonna get there, folks. Right. We're gonna get there. As we say, as we say in film, split the difference. Split the difference. All right. Hey everybody, I'm Mike. And I'm Davis. And this is Drinking Issues. On Drinking Issues, we read a current comic arc and talk about it. Hi, Davis. Hey, Mike. How you doing? I'm doing good. All right. Well, um, uh, did we ever figure out whether this is going to be a five or six issue arc? I think it's a six. All right. <laughs> Davis, the ratings are for later. I know. Well, let's just get this thing going with... Um, uh, so... What'd you bring to drink, Davis? What did I bring to drink today? Well... Well, actually, read the cover for me. What's this issue? Gym World Shattered. And that's a, I don't know if there's actually any shattering in the issue. Whatever. What'd you what, drink? What uh, you drinking? Uh, so... The past couple of issues, it's been an introductory issue like, oh, look, this is what we're going to learn about Cassie. This is what we're going to learn about Clark or, or K- Connor. This is what we're going to learn about so-and-so. This one is Robin heavy. So because I did some heavy drinking yesterday, I have Watermelon Wonder from the Synergy Organic Kombucha people because we're dealing with the Boy Wonder uh-huh. heavily in this issue. I'll take it. I'll so, take it. So, uh, yeah, that's what I'm doing with this. It's, it's, that it's bo- also red. And yeah. green, like a lot of his costume. Mm-hmm. Hold on, let me no just get that No yellow, but... Just building that Foley library for me. I was going to say, this is this is the... Well, it smells like kombucha. Oh, you ruined my bit. Mike, you can do the bit. That's fine. Drinking Issues is now an ASMR podcast. Greg, start brushing the mic or something. Don't touch me, Davis. I'm not the mic, Mike. I'm just saying, you said touch just the mic. Taste, mic. taste the damn drink. All right. It's called Excuse Watermelon me. Wonder. Is it wonderful or watermelony? I mean, they don't really give you that much of a description of what's in it beyond saying watermelon. Greg uh, Tillman's synergy? However, I am uh, I, I'm getting Your a lot are of... on uh, the bottle, Greg. That is from GT Synergy. I, uh, I am getting some watermelon, a little bit of ginger in here. That, that, that kind of goes in these how much of, How much of that foot flavor? Uh, well, considering I'm just smelling my own, not a lot right now. Well, that's good. Not that's a good. lot. That's good. Um, uh, yeah, it's okay. Not the best one. Uh, I just wish that our local kombucha company, uh, Big Easy Bucha, uh, made stuff that was more comic book themed, and I'd drink that every week. Please sponsor us. Please give us money. Please, Big Easy Bucha, give us so much money. You want to know what I'm drinking, Davis? Yes, Michael. I saw you had two pea parks earlier, so what you drinking now? That, that, that was just warm-up booze. I am drinking Chandelure's Love Bug. I have one of those in my fridge right now. I, I've not Chandelure's had a great brewery. I was just trying to find something that fit the theme of the comic. Dude, I went to 504 Craft Reserve, and I couldn't find a single beer with the word magic in it. 
or anything really? similar. It was very Magic frustrating. Magic Hat number nine? Couldn't find one of those? You know, Too I haven't common. seen that in a long time. Too common. Uh, I've seen yeah, it in grocery stores. 504 doesn't have it. I-, I haven't noticed Magic Hat in a while. Well, well, we don't go to bougie grocery stores like you, Greg. Bromart? Bromart bougie. You seen no, that beer selection? Have you seen that produce section? Greg, there's only two Bromarts. We don't go to hipster grocery stores. <laughs> I go to Walmart, and I hate myself for it. But I have bills. Anyway, uh, I got love bug because this story is about two little love bugs. A little bit of love bugs. Yeah, and, and I, I wanted to highlight that. Um, this is from Chandelure. Where's Chandelure, Davis? Mississippi. 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 Yes, the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Oh, I'll just, I'll just read it. This is a uh, it is a sour ale brewed with some passion fruit, mm, and according cool. to the label, a love for beer. Uh, if you live anywhere near the Gulf Coast, you're familiar with love bugs. Mm-hmm. Twice a year, these critters hatch and fill the sky. They and- may wreak a little havoc on your vehicle, <clears throat> but other than that, we really don't mind them. It's just part of life on the Gulf Coast. This latest release in our Gulf Coast Sour Series pays homage to those cute little bugs we see every spring and fall. Brewed with passion fruit and mangoes, this sour ale is both sweet and tart. Enjoy by the water and under moonlight. I am doing neither because I'm in a podcast studio with two men and we all smell terrible. Yep. But. A good old-fashioned podcast speak studio. Speak so, so the. Located I'm, I'm just looking at the color. It's. Um, it looks kind of like. Um. You ever just drank the juice out of a cup of peaches? Yes. That's kind of what it looks like. All right. That good old-fashioned peach syrup. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. The um, the passion fruit's up front, but the mango's in the back. Kind of holding things down, you know? It's, it's good. Um, it's good. It's a little tart, but not crazy sour. It's a little fruity, but not like, oh, this is just, you know... Like fruit juice that might have a little alcohol in it. There's still right. some beerness to it. Oh, good. A little it's bit, got kind of, of a, uh, kind of a mouth feel of um, like a juicifer or like one of those uh, New England style. Yeah, the juiciness of the IPAs. Whole thing. Those yeah. juicy IPAs you're talking about. You know, like juicifer or everything else that's inferior to it. Yep. I mean, I'm sorry, Urban South. I really want to like Snowball Juice, but it just tastes like a juicifer that's been open for a while. Uh, since this is uh, drinking issues, I got a fun fact for you. What you got? Uh, New Belgium Brewery had the copyright, as far as I've heard, has the copyright of Juicifer mm-hmm. before Juicifer came out. Okay. Because New Belgium does their Ranger IPA, mm-hmm. and then they just, you know, this is the Juicy, this is the Imperial, this is the blah, 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 this is this and that. So they now have the Voodoo Ranger Juicifer IPA out right now. And So why doesn't Juicifer have to change their name? Because apparently there was something worked out to where they can still make Juicifer. They just cannot distribute it outside of Louisiana. Fine by me. More for us. Absolutely. Let's jump in. Young Justice number five. The band is back together. The band is back together. Um, uh, We got a fun splash page. That's a great splash page. Reintroducing the team Mm -hmm. as Young Justice. Yes. Uh, Teen Lantern looks older. Well, different artist. I was about to say, they definitely had a different artist with this whole thing. Uh, Bart's taller. There's also some fun banter. They say ass like three times in this book. Well, dude, it's it's Y-A. What do you think A stands for? Ass. 
gross. Young ass. <laughs> oh, no. Young just ass, oh, right? Oh, God. No. All right. The banter, though. Ginny might be my favorite in the banter scene. I got a better question. Is the light up there the way out of this prison pits for the of Dark Lord Opal or whatever the hell you called it? Is that it? I don't know. Maybe. I, I'm not reading the issue. Maybe you're reading the wrong thing and you just totally undersold me. Have you ever met Batman? You drive just like him. I have actually. Oh, I was kidding. Yeah, it's probably probably closer to what I liked about it. As they're escaping the prison pits, Dark Lord Opal shows up with his army. And a wolf. And some fucking kryptonite. A giant football-shaped, like... Uh, those incense burners that they have in Catholic Church that have the chain and everything. Mm-hmm. It's like one of those just filled with kryptonite. And because this is how this book's written, the moment this happens, we jump somewhere else. Hall of Justice, Washington, D.C. We jump back days to ago. Tim Drake and Stephanie Brown. Okay. Who is this Stephanie Brown character? Stephanie Brown. Uh, she is a one-time Robin. Okay. Uh, one-time Batgirl. Okay. And oftentimes, Spoiler, her name's Spoiler, one of her character names. Okay. Um, she She's a member of the Bat family. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has retired at least once. She's, she's from what I understand of her as a character, I haven't read a lot of her, but she's very conflicted about, you know, what she does. And she she's yeah. kind of like reasonable about it. She's like, hey, this shit's kind of fucked up. Why are we doing all this? Yeah. You know her da- her about? dad's a bad guy, right? As well? Uh, yeah, I think it so. It mentions, like, yeah. he's a master thief. Uh. Yeah, whatever. And she's also the current girlfriend of Tim Drake. Mm. Now, they're at the Hall of Justice to get some answers uh, on a previous mission in Detective Comics. Uh, there was some timey-wimey nonsense, and they didn't like the things that they saw in the future. Right. So they really wanted to uh, speak to somebody that might be able to kind of clarify some stuff. Like, hey, is this really the future? Is this... A possible future? Is this right. a future we can prevent? You know, kind of thing. You know, kind of like the uh, diverging timelines, you know. Um, there's also some stuff missing due to the New 52 to mm-hmm. Rebirth. Right. Reboots. All those various times everything yeah, kind of so got stuff, rebooted. stuff that's like not, not quite jiving in their right. memories. So they call up our favorite sorceress. Zatanna! I really like Zatanna. Um, I, I will say for making it, uh, from changing it to a YA novel, she does not wear in the fishnets that she previously does. She doesn't always though. Depends mm-hmm. on, depends on her iteration. Uh, in justice league dark, she's not fishnetted up right now. Okay. Um, you know, so... well, she does have fishnet gloves. That is, that is a big change yeah. moving on. Yeah. She mentions the wonder twins. So called back to another wonder comic Your happening right book. now. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so they call her up because she can unlock this hidden knowledge and some other weird things and, you know, it's magic, whatever. So she uncovers some of Tim's memories of the original Young Justice series. Yes, and we get this wonderful throwback uh, center of the issue mm-hmm. splash page. Uh, Lil Lobo or Lobito is in there. I don't know if that's her name. Yeah, I think it's Lil, Lil Lobo was one of them. Anyway, oh god, um, uh, there's a crimson tornado in there. Uh, there is a, a car. What? Yeah, there's like a car, motorcycle thing. Maybe. There's someone that's one of the various forms of Arrow apprentices. That's uh, Red Arrow. But yeah, um, he's got no memory of this team or of Connor, who at this moment, thanks to unlocking his memories, he now remembers is his best goddamn friend. 
How do you not remember your best friend? Timey-wimey nonsense wantsense. Exactly. He's got to go figure out what's going on with this. Stephanie has previously received a message from, as you mentioned, her villain father. Mm -hmm. And she needs to meet with him to get some closure on that relationship. And they agree to part ways and meet back. Three days. Two days. We'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. But they finally say they love each other. Aww. It's like I super de duper love you, girl. It's a very sweet moment. Now, now I don't really very know, juvenile, but but great. I don't. Yeah, but that's the whole point. It, it it it's supposed to resonate with the kids, and it makes me feel young again. Mm-hmm. You know, love bugs. That's why I got the beer. But I don't really know Tim Drake and Stephanie Brown that well, so I'm not sure if this is a good interpretation of who they are. If this is their like their traditional voices, but I I love it. I I, I love how Bendis is writing these two characters. He's got this um, this kind of like youthful vibrance right. to their love. You know, it's not a mature older love. Like you no. said, it's a very young love. Mm-hmm. But you could feel the energy of that young, that excitement. Right. That, you know, we, we all used to get being kids in love thinking our first girlfriend ever was going to be our last girlfriend ever kind of thing. You know, singing only one by yellow card when we had to break up or what. You, you remember it back then. Right. I, I, actually, you know what, Mike? Um, uh, my music selection was not that good as uh, yours back in the day. However, completely agree with you. It is mm-hmm. this very young love kind of a, listen, babe, I got to go do something real quick, but I'll be back in three days. I'll be waiting. Well, she won't be. She'll be doing her own thing in those three days. But still, you got to go out and got to do things. And it's kind of separation, like, before we go and I never see you again. Maybe. I love you. And then she's like, I love you. We've been there. Mm-hmm. We've all been there. So we jump back to Lord Opal. He's got the upper hand. He's at the kryptonite football. Right? He's literally riding in on wolves. And then Bart grabs the kryptonite and runs away. Yes. Uh, yep. Runs. Which you'd think he would have thought of that. But then again, business has kind of set up this track record that these gem people are arrogant and underprepared right. for these teen heroes. Uh, and then a massive fight ensues. Yeah, uh, Connor punches him. We got a little bit of Robin hitting stuff with a stick. Um, uh, Cassie's punching things. Amethyst just gets immediately, like, you know, hey. restrained. And then all hell breaks loose. We, the panel structure is just these three long panels of nothing but a little bit of dialogue and a lot of working. And it's all that kind of jarred look mm-hmm. that we saw in the previous issue whenever things were happening in Jim World of these crises they keep on talking yeah, we, about. Yeah, we find out it's actually Lord Opal's power that's doing it. It's ripping reality apart. And maybe not Prime Earth? Yep, maybe. I don't know. And that's and, pretty much it. And that's, yeah, that's that's the issue right there. That's that's it. Ratings. I'm going eight. Seven. Okay, so, so not, not too far off. Um mm-hmm. This is very traditional Bendis, so if you don't like that, well, sucks to suck. Uh, it's a long story that feels like not much is happening, so you have to really grab onto those character moments, and if you enjoy them, great. If you don't enjoy those character moments, you're not going to have a good time with this book. Right. That's just what it is. Now, I'm enjoying the character moments. I really liked the Tim Drake, Stephanie Brown stuff. Mm-hmm. There was the the fun little banter, the, the young and in love. I love Zatanna. I always like seeing her. I, I, and any character that's been in Justice League Dark, I'm probably a big fan of. Okay. I, I like some of those weirder corners of the Justice League. Um, 
it's heartwarming. It's well written. You know, it's it's it really transported me back to feeling like a young kid in love. You right. Know? And, and and Bendis does a really good job of if if he nails it, he nails it. You know, but like I said, it is a true Bendis story. It feels like a lot has happened while not a lot has happened. Right. It's probably been like three hours on Gem World and we're in issue five. Yeah, I mean they you spent know. I mean they spent the past three issues being locked or yeah, roughly three and a half or three to two and a half issues being locked in jail. But we're finally getting some progress mm-hmm. on the answers of what's actually going on. Right. Uh, with finding out Lord Opal's powers are the ones doing the thing and not Earth or whatever. Maybe it's still connected. I don't yeah. know. We'll find so, out. So all these crises that he's talking about has been a giant red herring. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Or maybe not. Uh, who knows? Maybe he absorbed the power to stop the crises. I don't know. We'll find out. Maybe. You got a good point. But there's still some Kryptonian incongruencies. Uh, if Lord Opal knew Connor was a Kryptonian from Earth, why was he just letting him hang out? All right. You know what I'm saying? Like he got me with that one, man. I mean, like like was Lord Opal waiting for Earthlings to come get him? Why? I mean, he probably had a, Why not just use Connor as a bait and switch and say, "Hey, Earthlings, come get him." You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't make sense why he has he has a plan. He has kryptonite. Yes. In his vault or wherever just for a Kryptonian. Yes. But he's had a Kryptonian in his midst the whole time. I, I think it was one of those, like, well, if he ever tries to he know, come get seem, me. He doesn't seem like a live and let live kind of guy. You know you did, you know you did. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Maybe he was eventually looking to conscript Connor into his army. I, I don't know. Provided a good enough incentive. But otherwise, I really enjoyed this book. It it does, you know, what really works with me for comics, which is transports me into a moment. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if I read a horror book, I want to, I wanna, like, look over my shoulder. You know, if I read a book about young kids in love, I want to feel those feelings. Right. If I read, you know, uh, a good triumphing over evil book, like like a really like watching Rocky, I want to go for a run after that. I want to go punch some meat. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yes. And, and this book kind of yes, Davis. I want to beat some meat. Laugh all you want. I know where your mind went. You said it, not me. But I said punch, not beat. That, but you you insinuated it, not me. This book made me feel. It made me feel the feelings I was supposed to feel by writing it. It is a very talented writer, an artist that can do that to somebody, that can mm-hmm. manipulate their feelings through storytelling. This was, the week this came out, this was probably the best book at emotional manipulation that I had read. And I really enjoyed it. There's still some problems. There's still some things. I'm not a huge fan. The Bendis writing style, I love it. When, mm-hmm. it, when it lands, when it doesn't, it's very tiring. So it's not perfect, but I enjoy it. Right. On the whole, 99868. It's an eight average for me right now. Okay. So still still a good book. Still right. still a very enjoyable book. Uh currently I gave this one a seven. I uh totals at seven point four. I'm rounding down to a seven. Okay. Okay. On this one. You're getting a little tired, aren't you? Uh yeah, I'm getting a little tired. It's one of those um Well, you are reading all of the Wonder Books, so I can understand. Well, I, I because I only, all the ones written by Bendis read like this. Well, the only one that I am, I am only reading one by Bendis, and that's Naomi. And how and long did Naomi, it take for her to get her powers? Five issues? Yep. Yep. However, as you were saying with those character moments that you said, these these kind of just moments where the characters reveal themselves a little bit, you kind of learn more about them. 
Uh, they actually do a little bit of showing, not telling at that time. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Works really well with a character that I know nothing about. Yeah. Yes. I... The, the irony is, is the only character I knew anything about going into this was specifically Tim Drake Robin. No. Right. Going with that. I, uh, I, I feel that it's it's kind of draw, dragging on right now. No. Right. They, uh, they did a really great thing with putting in that red herring of crises. Wait, no. Hot. Psych. No crises. Just Opal doing weird stuff. They also keep on drawing me back in there because everyone keeps on talking about the Wonder Twins. And I love the Wonder Twins right now. Greg is going to love the one. But but Wonder Twins, because he keeps on. Wonder Twins, Mark Russell's new book. Is that the guy who did Snagglepuss? Yeah. Yeah, And Flintstones. So good. So I'm, I'm really wanting to see where... This is what, – what direction are they heading in? Are they immediately going to be out of Gym World once it's issue six? Are they going to stay in Gym World? Is this just going to be like, you know, Young Justice Gym World edition? But they, you know, they, they all have to get a room house together and they have to work at a local smoothie shop? I don't know. It's just not filling up to a lot of these, you know, comic book books that I enjoy reading. Mm-hmm. And it's not filling in that non-superhero gap for me. That's all I got. All right. Still seven solid. Yeah, again, it's a solid, good read. Uh, if you're if you're a young adult listening to this, go ahead, check it out. If you're a young ass, and, uh, gross. <laughs> Even I'm calling gross on that one, Mike. My threshold for gross is pretty low. <laughs> we I, I I pooped in a bar bathroom this past weekend, man. So you know, pig person, dude. For it, well, actually, it was second line breweries. So the technical was a brewery. So a bar bathroom that nobody uses because nobody's there. There's always people there, dude. There's always six people there. Got to keep it going. Anyway, thank you guys for joining us. Sorry, second line. I don't dislike you. You just need to step your game up. I'm sorry. This has been drinking issues. Please sponsor us. You Please know where to find us. us. We are on. Uh, we are jackstradespodcast.com. Jack's of trades podcast. Yeah, Jack's of trades podcast. Oh, you kind of remember to do that one. Yeah, because the of is is that's not where the inflection is. Yeah. We're Jack's of Trades Podcast. Come on, I thought you inflect, Greg. <laughs> Jack's of Trades Podcast.com at Jack's Trades Pod on Facebook and no, on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook.com slash Jack's Trades Pod. Jack's of Trades Podcast at gmail.com. You happy, Greg? Yes. You fucking happy? If you could, uh, you know, subscribe, download all of them, rate us, that would be fantastic. We haven't gotten to that part yet. Oh. But this is, this is just the DM and the follow and stuff. Well, you can still follow us and DM us and, and like our pages and uh, tell your admins that we're doing good jobs. If you would like to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast, we are on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify, and also our website. But there's no rating system on the website. But yeah. your traffic, we can follow that. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and subscribe us. Leave us a rating and a review, preferably a good one, obviously. Uh, those reviews help get us higher up in the searches. If you like the show, somebody else might like the show. Help them find it. Uh, we got one more issue left, I think, and then uh-huh. we'll figure out what we do from there. Yeah. Uh, if you have any suggestions on what you want to hear us rate and review next, let us know. G.I. Joe. Uh, by the way, they, they just came up with G.I. Bro. Nope. B-R-E-A-U-X. Oh, God. So it's a Cajun dub of G.I. Joe. Mela. It's it's not good. Make some rice. I'll go get that over there, Nepiro. It's it's like 
I have no it, idea if I can do Cajun. It, it, it's terrible. It, it just sound. It sounds like it someone. It sounds like someone heard their parents talk like that, and they picked up all the vernacular, but they're too busy watching MTV and saying, "I don't want to respect culture." And then they probably went to go underage drink somewhere. Did you ever see the Batman and Robot? No. <laughs> I don't. I don't want any of that. Is it, that, one, that one's all right. That one's pretty good. That one's pretty good. It's the ton of me new. <laughs> you know the ton of me new. Anyway, guys, thank you for joining us. We'll see you next month. I'm Mike. And I'm Davis. Have a good one. And one for the road.